everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Happy Monday. (laughs) I hope you guys are having a good day today. I am having a great day. I just got back from uh, North Coast Calvary Chapel in San Diego. What an amazing group of women. That was an exciting opportunity for me, and I'm glad that uh, I was able to go. Some of you asked about having me speak at your event, and if you are interested in bringing me to an event, my schedule is pretty well booked out for 2017. Uh, but I do uh, I do Skype things. I do all kinds of uh, smaller events that way. So if you're interested, I'm going to link to uh, my speaking schedule and to the speaker request form over at the show notes today. And I'd love to just hear what you're doing and uh, maybe we can talk about it. But I, I love speaking. It's a passion that the Lord's given me. And it's something that my husband and I have been doing now together for a long time. So uh, thanks to everybody in San Diego for hosting us. We were really grateful to be there. And I look forward to coming back. And now we're up here in the freezing cold. So thanks for reminding us that not every place is an Arctic tundra right now. <laughs> Appreciate that. Uh, really also wanted to thank you guys for leaving uh, reviews on iTunes. I actually get in there and I read them. And uh, I was in there the other day reading some of the reviews that you've left for me on iTunes. And I know that several of you have wondered how to do it and the way that you do it. And the the ratings and reviews are actually really important for me because they really help boost the podcast. And so um, if you haven't done it yet, um, you can go to the, my podcast, just click on the podcast. You got to view it in the store and then you click on the little gear shift that's kind of to the right of the picture and it'll take you to, uh, it'll say the busy mom and have the subscribe link and all that. And then you want to click on ratings and reviews and you can leave, uh, you can write a review. So I would love it if you would do that. You can rate it and write a review and it really is an encouragement to me. I really do read every single one of those. And uh, it's also just a great way uh, for other people to see the podcast, to get it in their newsfeed. Um, if you have show ideas for me, I'd love to hear them. You can email me, podcast at thebusymom.com. And uh, I read those also, so keep them coming. And uh, today I'm going to kind of pick up on what I've been talking on, Big Picture Parenting, what I talked on last Wednesday and Friday. And now as it's Monday again, and we're kind of looking into a new week, I hope where everybody's starting to get into a groove. I think it takes a little while, at least it does for me. So start slow. Don't don't give yourself you know too much of a hard time, um, but be encouraged. I think the main thing is just making uh, the thing that you want in your life, whether it's you want to exercise more or you're trying to get into the word this year, to really make it a commitment before the Lord, just to ask him for his help and his guidance, because that's where it's found. It's really found in the Lord. All right, I want to sort of pick up uh, where I left off on Friday, and I was talking about uh, the lazy child and the kids who you have a hard time motivating to do anything. Maybe they're the ones who uh, you're, you know, you feel like you're constantly having to remind them. And remember, I sort of ended last week by just saying, please don't forget to encourage your children. They need to hear from you the things about them that you love. Uh, leave notes for them in their lunchboxes if they go to school. You know, you can put uh, notes for them on the mirror, just reminding them, hey, I've seen this character trait in you and it is wonderful. And I can't wait to see what God does with your life. And you know what? It doesn't end when your kids uh, leave their home. It doesn't end when they move out and get married. Uh, my kids, who are three of them are moved out now and they still need to be encouraged by their dad and I. I'm really surprised. My husband and I talk about this a lot. I believe that it is just as intense, the parenting uh, part, when your kids move out as it is when they're home. It's just in a different way. Um, I definitely, it deepens your prayer life. I know that many of you are listening to this and you have young, young, you know, really young kids and you can't imagine 
uh, your kids ever moving out. But there comes a point when you're just like, hey, yeah, let's go. <laughs> because you're ready and they're ready. And then you know what happens? Uh, and what happens, or at least what happened to me, is that my prayer life deepened. And I, I realized more than ever, I can't make decisions for these children. They have to choose the Lord themselves. They have to choose to walk with the Lord. And so one of the things I want to encourage you to do if you're not already doing it is really ask the Lord, when you pray for your children, don't just pray for material things. Don't just pray for blessing. Really ask the Lord that he would draw your child to himself, that your children would get to know him in such a personal way that it would be an undeniable fact of their life, that they have evidence, that you see evidence of the fruit of the Spirit. And we're going to talk a little bit about the fruit of the Spirit next week at the podcast after I finish this series. But really um, ask the Lord to to make himself known to your children. You know, years ago, uh, back when my husband was still pastoring, I was doing, I, I love missionary stories. And Jay and I, one of my uh, actually, one of my things for 2017 is to get back into a habit of reading missionary stories. We've been doing it for 20 years with our kids and love doing it. And I can remember so clearly my husband being at work and I'm sitting at home and we had read missionary stories and we were reading a little bit of the Bible that day. And my son, Skylar, and we were talking about the Levites and my son, Skylar, you know, he's, he, you know, wants to talk to me and he's raising his hand, and he's arching his back and, you know, I was a good mom and I was like, hey, we're reading the Bible. <laughs> you know, what's wrong with you? You're interrupting. And I felt like the Lord was just like, you need to listen, you know, listen to your son. And he's like, mom, mom, you know, we are the Levites. God's asking our family to go into ministry. And what he didn't know, what my son didn't know, and this was years ago, uh, was that Jay and I were really wrestling with the Lord in prayer over whether or not we were supposed to take this leap of faith and uh, begin to travel and speak and do the things basically that we're doing now. And our our uh, little boy, our little eight-year-old son, who's now 19, uh, saw it because he was reading the word with us. So get into the word with your kids. It's so important. Okay, I want to address a couple other uh, character tra- traits today um, and give you a couple more tools for your toolbox. Uh, the first character trait that I notice uh, that I've had struggle with in, in our home and I know a lot of you are going to be able to identify with this, is a child who really struggles with with um, joy. This is a child that, you know, kind of does the Ramona thing. I dare you to make me smile. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? This is the kid that kind of sulks around the house, that cannot be made happy to save their life, right? Nothing that you do, uh, you know, gives them any kind of gratitude at all or any kind of thankfulness. And so the tools that you need in your toolbox to give to that particular child are two things, thankfulness and joy, both of which come from the Lord. First Thessalonians 5 verse 8 says that we are supposed to give thanks in all circumstances. The Bible says that this is actually the will of God in Christ Jesus for each one of us. And at the end of the day, I think about this sometimes, you know, what's at the root? So we talked about this last week. What's the root of the fruit of a sulker? You know, the, the child who now you have to, you know, you, you're always trying to draw them out and always trying to get them to smile and always trying to have, you know, get them to have a good attitude. And sulking is really self-pity, right? It's a drive to protect our ego and our rights. And uh, it's amazing because what happens when we, uh, when we can, and really it's selfish because, and I've, I've noticed this in my own life, because how many of us have uh, not been guilty of this, right? I mean, I have. So I'm sorry if you think less of me now, <laughs> but I can I can think of many times, probably even uh, last Thursday, 
when I was sulking. And sulking is really um, self-pity. It's selfishness, and it causes us to obsess over our hurts, whether they're real or whether we just perceive them. Um, and at, But at the heart of self-pity is really, especially for grown-ups, it's really a disagreement with God over how life and how He has treated us. And so think about that with me for just a minute, because remember what I said uh, last week to you? You can't give your kids what you don't have. So if you're struggling with this particular thing in the life of your child, it's probably a good idea, at least it was for me, to look at myself in the mirror and say, okay, what is it that my children are seeing in me that I can do a little bit better at? So maybe you're struggling financially and your kids see you just frustrated and sulking around the house and worried all the time. Worry uh, is a uh, like a companion to sulking. You know, when you're worried about something and you feel like you don't have control over anything or you feel like you don't have control over this particular thing, we tend to sort of uh, turn inward. And that self-pity uh, comes out in lots of different ways. And so when you notice that's happening in the life of your child, um, I want to just encourage you. Well, first, like I always do, take it before the Lord, but then go to your child and say, you know what you need? Uh, you need joy. And the Bible says that joy comes from the Lord. Nehemiah 8.10 uh, says that the joy of the Lord is our strength. We don't get it from any place else. It doesn't come from uh, things that we buy. Uh, I was watching, my sister told me to watch, I think it's called Material, The New Materialism, or I can't remember. Anyway, it was a, a show on minimalist living on uh, Amazon, I think. And so I watched it and it was just really depressing. Didn't, I didn't finish. I told Opie, I said, I can't even finish it. It was so, it was depressing. But the point that they made in the beginning of it was really right on. They were talking about, and these are people that don't know the Lord, right? And so the Bible says the joy comes from the Lord, that hope comes from the Lord, that it's found in Him. And so whenever we look for it someplace else, we're going to be disappointed. And the whole point of this of this documentary was basically uh, a, a focus on a world, uh, especially here in, in Western culture, that has too much. And so focus on excess, right? It's not enough for us to have the iPhone 6. We need the iPhone 7. And in just, I guarantee you, six months, everybody's going to be needing uh, the iPhone 8 when it comes out, right? We have, we're so used to material things. And when it kind of gives you this sort of false high, and then it sort of wears off, right? Like buying a new car or moving into a new house, uh, that, that joy and that contentment, which is what we're writing about in the January scripture writing, contentment comes from the Lord. We're never going to find it anyplace else. And I think we need to be teaching that to our children. Um, I've made it a habit in my life. Uh, I'm consigning things all the time. I know my friend Brooke is probably listening to this because she runs my favorite consignment store here in Battleground, Washington. Hey, Brooke. Love you, woman. Uh, Brooke helps me uh, keep my my material things down to, down to a minimum. And it's a good thing to sort of get rid of things and, and teach your children to let things go. I guarantee you that part of the root of that sulker is that lack of joy and it's a lack of contentment with what they have and a lack of thankfulness for what they have. So those are the tools that you can give to that particular child. Um, and first, make sure that you have them. So they got to be in your toolbox before you can give them to your child. Uh, the next one I want to talk about just real briefly today is uh, that <laughs> the child who's sort of impulsive. I may or may not have had one or two or three or four or five impulsive children uh, in my own, in my house, in my life, in my family, this is the child that you know acts first and then and then asks later, right? It's kind of the opposite of wisdom, and it's not necessarily a sin issue, but the root of that fruit is immaturity. And so, I think as as mothers, we need to look at the you know the age of the child who's undiscerning. We want to teach our children 
to be discerning. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 13, verse 11, that we put childish things behind us as we do what? As we mature. And that's how we distinguish between foolishness and childishness. And so as parents, we have a, a responsibility to be able to look at the actions of the child and determine, okay, is this a, you know, this is this foolish because uh or is this I mean, is this childish because you're a child, or is this you being foolish and not using discernment, even though you're old enough to actually have it. And so discernment's a really big deal. I I teach on this a lot. I've taught on it at the podcast. I teach on it around the country. It's something that is sorely lacking in the church today, sorely lacking in uh, in believers who should be mature in their walk with God. I think we we are seeing now uh, the results of a, an entire generation of grownups who were never really discipled in the word. So we we grew up, a lot of us grew up in church and we came into the Lord, but then wherever we were going to church, we weren't encouraged to actually be in the word during the week. And so we end up being um, this, we end up having an incredible lack of discernment because we're immature. And the Bible says that we're supposed to grow to maturity. We want to be, uh, we want to grow in uh, knowledge and wisdom because without discernment, we're going to have a really hard time uh, making sense of the problems that this world is facing. The Bible says that wisdom, that the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, and that is found uh, in the Lord. And so we want to be the tools that we would give. So first, you you identify uh, the root of an undiscerning child as um, immaturity. This really is the root of it. And then what you want to put in your toolbox is wisdom. You sit down with the child who you see making foolish decisions over and over and just say, do you know what this is? It's a lack of wisdom. Um, and the Bible says in Hosea 14, verse 9, who is wise, who is discerning? So he's asking this question. Here's the answer. He, the one who is wise and discerning will understand God's ways. The ways of the Lord are right, and the righteous walk in them, but the rebellious stumble. I think it's a really interesting word that's used there because it's talking about um, the Bible is actually talking about the person who's undiscerning is actually rebellious, like as in they're not looking for the truth. They're not actually looking at a, at a situation and asking for discernment from the Lord. The Bible says in Proverbs, uh, I think it's 22, that folly is bound up in the heart of a child. So we want to deal with foolishness, not childishness. But a lot of our kids are still, they're young and they just, they're kids, right? But we want to, as they get older, uh, to really encourage our children toward wisdom. James 3.17 says, the wisdom from God is pure, peaceable, gentle, open to reason. Hello, that's a good thing to have, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. And that's what we want uh, for our kids, isn't it? That's what we should want for ourselves and for our nation and for the church today. And so uh, it starts at home, teaching your children to be discerning. I am... Uh, I'm encouraged by many of the emails I'm getting from you. Please keep your podcast ideas coming. Uh, if you've got a comment that you want to make, I'd love to hear from you also. You can email me at podcast at thebusymom.com. Don't forget, if you're in the Vancouver area, I am going to be uh, in Vancouver the 16th and 17th for my women's conference that debuts here in Vancouver called Redeemed. We are going to have a hoot and holler in good time. Uh, and we're going to be studying the Word of God and just uh, going to be encouraged together. So grab a friend. There's a group rate available, and registration is open for that right now. And so uh, we hope that many of you will come out who are in the area. If you're interested in having me come and speak, I'd love to hear from you too, and I will provide a link at the show notes today. I really appreciate you listening. I appreciate uh, 
your heart to train up your children in the ways of the Lord and to get in the word with me this week. And I hope that you're going to be encouraged uh, this week as we walk it out. It's going to be exciting. There's there's exciting days ahead for the children of God uh, in 2017. So I'm looking forward to journeying with you. Thanks for listening, you guys. I'll see you back here next time. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.